So just to talk a little bit about this middle part of the path, the cultivation of gatheredness and focus, samadhi, uh, supported by the practice of samatha, sati samatha, mindfulness, and samatha meaning the stilling and the calming of thinking, or the cognitive. And a little bit in that, the um, in bit that process being informed by wise reflection, um, insight, um, and how a little bit how they um, support each other. Just to touch a little bit into that this morning, and we'll develop that as the retreat goes on. But primarily focusing into the activity of 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 uh, samadhi, of of focus, uh, of gathering, of concentration. And one thing that Ajahn Chah likened these these two parts of the cultivation of the meditation that we're primarily focusing on in, in this retreat and in the insight movement is this calm, the samatha, samadhi, in relationship to vipassana, insight, inquiry. Um, Ajahn Chah would say, our teacher would say, that it's a bit like a, a candle and a flame. That the, the 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 cultivation of samadhi is a bit like building a candle, and then the insights a bit like you, when you light that candle, so that you can see what you want to look at. So they go together. If you just build a huge candle, it might be very impressive, um, but it's uh, it's more use if you actually light the candle. And the same way, if you're trying to light a candle and there's no wax, then that flame just goes out. There's no strength of attention to stay focused and steady in terms of what you're contemplating, what you're inquiring into, or what you're looking at. So this this middle part of the path for the, for the cultivation of insight and insight leading to liberation, in particularly in regard to the suffering that's generated from the ignorance of the mind, is very important that this this strengthening of the ability to stay attentive to how it is, to actually what's happening, and to build the capacity for the generation of in in inward generation of of well-being and steadiness of mind. This doesn't mean that the mind is steady; the mind is fickle but there's an ability to still uh, maintain connectedness moment by moment to the body, breath, sound, to what actually is here and now, and not just be moved by every fickle, unfolding reaction of of the mind. But to actually train attention, it's helpful to have some supports and to understand it's not just a question of going using the will and just go go to the breath. And then when we slip away from that, getting very frustrated and then sometimes becoming very self-judgmental or feeling like we're, we're failing because the mind is moving so much and because there's often a lot of activity that, that goes on internally, um, as um, we get 
involved in our internal processes of emotions and narratives and speculation and so on. So there's a sort of whole way of help supporting the ability to help hold attention to what we want to hold it to, in this case the breath and the body. So just to talk a little bit about some of the cultivation of those supports of samadhi, so that we are also bringing those into our practice and cultivating those as well. The Buddha talked about jhana factors. These are factors that we can cultivate that support this steadiness, this focus, leading to this word jhana, which means more calm, peace, absorption, stillness, presence, The first two, there's five of them, the first two are around how we train attention. In Pali they're called vitaka and vichara, which may be familiar for for some of you. These terms may be new to others. Uh, Vitaka is translated as the directing of thought, to be able to use thought to direct attention So that the thinking process is not in the way. Sometimes we think, oh, we shouldn't have any thoughts. I mean, actually, it has to have quite a deep cultivation of jhana or absorption to, for the thinking process to naturally subside for, for any length of time. So we're working with thinking, but in this regard, we're using the thinking process to help direct attention here, here to breath and body. So thought doesn't have to be in the way, it's something that supports this process. So even a thought like, be be here, or come to the breath, come to the body, can be helpful. But a, a, a thought that is actually inviting us and opening us into our experience in a receptive way can help us stay connected uh, in a in a more um, often in a more sustaining way. So the thought, like "How is it now?" which is more of an invitation than a directive yang kind of thought. It's more of a yin receptive thought. How is it now? So that's an inquiry that that is that has a, takes out the little sense of that um, sometimes that with, as we're directing attention, or come to the breath, get back to the breath, there can be this feeling of some judgment or some aversion or some, just even subtly in that movement, or it can be very clear and it can be framed in in an intentionality of, of compassion and care, but often it can also be, because we get very frustrated with the mind, oh, get back to the breath, and in that intentionality already, in that directing of the, of, of the attention, there's already the seed of a, of a frustration and a, 
and a, a, a lack of ease. So the, the other jhana, t- next two jhana factors are connected with ease and relaxation and pleasure. So if we, one wants to grow a sense of ease, it's helpful to have an attitude or a mindset in how we bring attention that actually cultivates ease, relaxation, a, a pleasurable abiding, a pleasurable experience, even in the moments of the intentionality. So a question like, how is it now, is, has an invitation and is receptive. It's a bit like if you met someone and you said you should do this, um, when they're telling you about their problem, it's a bit different than when you say, how is it for you? And then you allow the inquiry to go deeper and in that way often they find their own way to their own answer. So we can do this for ourselves, what's happening now? So this, also, this brings into a different quality of relationship as you come into contact with your own experience of the body and breath. And often that contact to the body and breath is already something that can be a bit fraught because it's already fraught with a sense of judgment about our body or what we feel or what our experience is. Usually with the sense that it should be different. It shouldn't be like this, I shouldn't be thinking, I shouldn't be sleepy, I shouldn't be restless. You know, I should be clear and focused and in deep state of concentration and actually I'm all over the place and I feel a bit negative. <laughs> so already there's, a, there's, a, there's already a, a conflict that we set up in the field of our energetic system and so when we come from that place, then, then the, the experience of trying to, to steady attention and do this samatha, samadhi practice, becomes a little bit of a, a struggle and sometimes an all-out battle, which we lose <laughs> eventually. Because the nature of the mind is we have to have a long-term strategy because it, it's got very deep patternings within it distraction, denial, um, fantasy, um, disassociation. We start to meet very deep psychological patternings as we come into our energy system here and now. Resistance, dullness. And we all have those and they're they're wired in at at very different deep, deep levels in our energy systems and often connected with quite deep emotional and psychological processes. So then when we come on top of that and just with this slightly willful or strong sense of will and judgment about how it should be in the meditation and then we just feel the frustration of that, we actually increase that sense of dissonance with the actuality of our experience and undermine the possibility of ease and well-being and, and, a, and, a, and a more ecstatic way of being within the body. The jhana factor of pity, which is sometimes just translated as rapture, is about a real 
deep, nourishing, um, intimate fullness of our embodied, feeling into our embodied experience, even if there's pain, even if there's unpleasant cessation, there can still be a fullness from being deeply within our embodied experience with the breath that is nourishing and supportive of this deepening of calm and presence and arriving more fully here in ourselves, in our being, in our life with clarity and strength. So how we move into this relationship as we begin is, is helpful to contemplate. So using a vitaka, a thought, a simple thought like, how is it now, is a kind way of coming into relationship. It sort of bypasses all of that um, tendency towards dismissing what is and trying to get somewhere in terms of where we think we should be. How is it now? Well, it's a bit, you know, body feels a bit tight. Feels a bit uh, distracted. Feel a bit sleepy. So we first, we notice what what are we actually working with before we just put a technique on top and hack away at that. Just like what are we working with? And there's a sense, great sensitivity in that to to our body and to what we feel. A softening around. You know, like oh, and this is this connects with the second. Um, jhana factor vichara, which is about the deep receptivity connected with the activity of attention. And with that receptivity, the information that we're receiving about what we've brought attention to. And then from that information, adjusting our approach, our way of being in contact. So these two, vitaka, vichara, work together and often we just associate the samadhi practice with the first, just a sort of directing of attention to the breath, just like ching, 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 like a woodpecker on a, chi- on a tree, ching, 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 ching. <laughs> but we don't, we don't have the backup of the vichara, the receptive, the yin aspect that's evaluating what is our experience and then adjusting. Maybe we adjust our posture a little bit. Oh, I'm just like sitting slumped. Maybe if I take a deeper breath and uh, open my shoulders, open my chest. I need to take some deeper breaths here. My chest is all caved open, caved down. Maybe if I open my eyes, I'm sort of drifting off. I'm trying to make too much effort. And I'm pushing myself. And I feel very tight and irritable. Maybe I just need to soften and adjust the framework and give myself all the time in the world just to be with a breath at the time. So there's a sort of cognitive adjustment a physical, energetic adjustment, an effort adjustment, an attitude adjustment, a recognition of what's arising. There's a lot of of, aversion in the mind, irritation, and be just to soften, to be a bit kinder, 
to not dwell in that aversion, not keep going into that loop. Recognizing what's supportive, what's wholesome here in your effort, in yourself, in the community here. The refuges, what's gone before, what carries you, what your deeper intention is. This way of just framing to help adjust the attitude. There's a lot of striving and, you know, like, longing, greed, got to get there, lust in the mind, just recognizing impermanence, things are changing, things are decaying, just letting go, letting go of that energy. If we sit down, we find I'm all over the place, I'm confused, I don't know what I'm doing, there's a lot of doubt. Then just maybe honing and just staying, see if we can actually be with five breaths. Give yourself a goal. The mind's all over the place and quite feels quite weak and dissipated. Say, so can I just maybe even touch your fingers? One breath, thumb to the little finger. I feel that breath. To the next finger, second breath. Okay, maybe just three breaths, lose it on the second, or two breaths. So you give yourself a, a goal that you can achieve. So that, uh, so that, th- that we're adjusting, and, and we're not in one state all the time. The states we experience are very variable. So we're adjusting your effort, adjusting your approach, so that it becomes informed from wisdom and then the, uh, that adjustment helps to support the ongoing investigation and cultivation of this being simply with body and breath, body breathing, the sensation and the feeling of that. So even if the mind is, gets very busy, there's a lot of emotional content, at the moment we're, we're practicing not overly going into the construct, the content of, the, of our experience. You can look at that later. Sometimes you just get pulled in anyway and that's how it is and then you just be aware that you're sort of in a vortex. And perhaps being, rather than being so um, fascinated by the content, you can just notice the quality of, oh, how is that? Or oh, it feels like this. 
feels heavy, it feels dense, feels like it's got momentum. And then from there, just reminding ourselves that we're leaning more into this simple practice of not now, don't have to go into all of that whole historical story. We don't have to work out our whole life plan right now. What should I do about that? And what should I, how should I go forward? And so you can just say gently, that's all there. You can notice it, not now. And just then turning back to how is it now in the body? How is it with the breath? So we highlight this simplicity utter simplicity of just being with how it is. And then that, that mind, as, that, as we generate the strength of samadhi and then turn that mind to a problem or an issue, it has a very, very different power to see into the nature of what we're contemplating than when we're very dissipated and then reactive and pulled into... Um, our emotional, uh, psychological patterns. So you can notice that there's been movement, feeling, reactivity, all of that's happening. But it's a bit like if you're walking down the street and there's people and you, you want to get somewhere to a shop to buy something and then get home, maybe to make a cup of tea, you've got to go and get some tea bags. You don't have to speak to every person on the street. You've got a, a task. You just get to the shop and you get back. In the same way with uh, all the, the all that peoples, the internal landscapes of our experience, we don't have to engage every little thought and feeling and twitch of the mind. You say, oh yeah, that's that, that's that. And then you just, we're just going on a particular path in a particular way for a particular purpose, which is this cultivation of gatheredness, samadhi, presence, through bringing moments of attention, moment by moment, to how it is now within the breath and the body. Breathing in long, breathing in short. We can track the whole pathway of the breath when it touches the nostrils, feeling it expanding to the lungs, reaching down into the belly, different sensations of that pathway, the subtle suffusion of the breath energy, the inhalation through the whole of the body. And then on the exhalation, there's a different quality of sensation that we can also track with our attention, engage, be interested in as that exhalation turns into the next inhalation. You can track the whole pathway of the breath, noticing the different qualities of sensation, 
experiencing the subtle suffusion of breath energy in the body. We can adjust. Sometimes we feel a bit sleepy or tired, restless, distracted. We can deepen and slow a few breaths, change the quality of the breath to help steady the mental energy, a a slow deep breath, full breath, and then slow exhalation. It helps to bring, relocate the sense of being here. Or we might find our attention just rests in a very particular area subtle sensation at the nostrils or in the middle of the body somewhere. Particularly if the mental activity is quietened. Just a subtle holding of attention to an area of sensation. If the internal experience that we feel, the, particularly the emotionally, the felt sense area, the, the middle of the body, sometimes it can, there can be in, uh, difficult to be in that part of the body. Then one can bring attention to, uh, to a different sensation, the palms, the hands, soles of the feet, that is, that is less activating Or like when we're walking, the soles of the feet touching the earth. So as said in the first foundation of mindfulness, we're just simply being with breath within the body, experiencing the body, calming the bodily formations, noticing everything is arising and passing, sound, thought, sensation, feeling, perception, appears and disappears. We notice that and just continuing one breath at a time. All sorts of reactions, all sorts of processes unfold, but we're staying steady with this practice. And the thought form buddho can help. Bud on the in-breath, to on the out-breath, the mantric form of Buddha. Just be present, just means be present. Whether sitting, walking, eating, moving around, in the bathroom, stretching, whatever activity we're engaged with throughout the day, then highlighting in the midst of the unfolding of our experience this training of attention to how it is here and now as we experience each breath, the expansion and the contraction, this timeless rhythm of the breath within the body. 
moment by moment. So continuing 
with this practice today with with great uh, patience, kindness, with our body, what we're feeling, what's unfolding for us. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.